So happy to uh, be able to share a word with you today. Uh, as you heard, we're talking about peace today. And in this world that we're in right now, it's hard to find peace, isn't it? It's hard to, to be in a place where you feel at peace and comfortable and, and understanding that uh, we, we have a peace. And I'm hoping that as we look at some scripture here today, uh, we'll see that uh, God gives us a peace and that we do have something special because of that relationship with him. I think as Christians, it's really important for us to put uh, our lives, our behaviors, our activities, our relationships, all of those things in perspective and in uh, relationship with, uh, with the Lord. And sometimes we can lose sight of that because of all of the things that are going on around us. Uh, today I'd like to just share uh, some thoughts with you about peace and the relationship that we have in Christ. So where does it all start? Well, uh, as we have just participated in the uh, communion, it all started with Jesus Christ coming into the world. You heard the scripture about that. And when Christ came into the world, uh, one of the things that he did was bring peace. And one, of, one of the things as I was hearing what was being read and as I think about this subject and what's going on around us, sometimes I think we think that the peace of Christ is going to just bring, bring an absolute peace throughout the world, but the reality is, is in many ways it's the total opposite because the world, Satan, hates Christ and he hates peace and he is out there trying to create the chaos that is going to drive people away from Christ and to make us more like the world and less like Christ, which is what we have been called for. So I want to start today with John chapter 14. If you would turn to John 14. We're going to be looking at verses 25 through 31, John 14, 25 to 31. And as I begin to read this, kind of if you could kind of get your mind around what's happening, what's going on, where things are. Christ knows that his time with his disciples, his time here on earth was growing short. He was, he was not going to be around much longer, and he's kind of giving them words of preparation to be thinking about what is going to happen next, what's coming ahead for them. And so, uh, beginning in verse 25, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. And so, as we think about this scripture, one of the things that 
Jesus is promising them is, first of all, I'm, I'm leaving my peace with you. You notice who he's talking to. He's talking to his disciples, to those who are his followers, to you and to me. He is giving us his peace. Notice he doesn't say, I'm making peace in the world. In fact, later on when he says the ruler of this world is coming, he's acknowledging the fact, he's, he's, he's uh, giving us an alert to the fact that Satan is going to come and he's going to create all of this disruption, all of this uncertainty in our world. But he's giving us his peace. And how is he going to do that? He's sending it through his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, is God the Holy Spirit. So Jesus the Son was sent by God the Father. He came into the world. He lived an, an example, a model for us. He lived a perfect life, a sinless life, as Pastor Brian mentioned earlier. He, he lived that way while he was here on this earth, and yet the world hated him. It gives us an example and a model of what it's like for us as Christians. The world will hate us if we stand for Christ. And we have to be prepared for that. But we, as Christians, should stand together and be unified because we have something that the world does not have. When we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, came and resided in us. And when God the Holy Spirit came and resided in us, he brought to us that peace that Christ is talking about here. It's not a, a coincidence, it's not a, a maybe, a promise, it's, a, it's something that actually does happen in our hearts and lives. And we need to uh, be ready for that, we need to make sure that we are uh, sharing that peace with this world that so desperately needs it. He, he's, uh, Jesus is trying to help them if you can imagine, if you were one of the disciples and you've been walking with him for a few years and you're kind of going along and all of a sudden this person that you've been following, having a relationship with, you've been listening to, being taught by, is going to be leaving. And he's telling you that, I'm going to be leaving this world. And you can imagine how devastating that would have been for them. And he's saying, look, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, is going to come and reside in you. He is going to be the one who is going to help to bring you that peace that I'm talking about. And so I think that sometimes as Christians, you know, we look for peace and we kind of look at around us in the world and we, where can I find this peace? Where can I, where, can I, where can I get it? And it comes from that relationship with Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit comes and resides in us, he brings to us that peace that we are going to be talking about today. Next, I'd like to turn to Colossians chapter 1, if you would turn there with me. Colossians chapter 1. And um, we're going to be in chapter 1, beginning in verse 15. And in here, um, we are talking about what Christ is and what he is going to do. And so, uh, here's what it says in here in Colossians chapter 1. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And then skip down to verse uh, 25. 
uh, and he's talking about uh, the church and um, sufferings that will come, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ died on that cross for us so that he could wash away our sins. Then he sends the Holy Spirit, who was, they were together, according to John, uh, they were together creating the world in the beginning. And now God, the Holy Spirit, comes and resides in us, bringing us that peace that can only come through the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross. So when we, when we read about and we hear about who God is, God the Son, Jesus Christ, we see what an amazing thing. He was there for creation. He was there in the beginning. He was part of that uh, preparation that God was doing right from the very beginning. And he sends the Holy Spirit to reveal that truth to us, to help us to understand that. The more we are in the Word of God, the more we understand the mysteries that Christ is talking about, the more we understand that he wins in the end. That's one of the, the, the greatest things that I find in Scripture is that we know the rest of the story. We know the end. We know that in the end, Jesus Christ wins, and he will have peace that passes all understanding that will come from him. Well, next, if you would turn to Philippians uh, chapter um, 4. Philippians chapter 4. And I'm going to just read uh, verse 7 for us here. And these are words of encouragement that are coming to the Philippian church and to you and to I here today. And it says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know if you have ever been around somebody going through a horrific situation and that person who is a believer in Jesus Christ demonstrates and for you, and you can actually see a peace that makes absolutely no sense. It's a chaotic time. It's a horrible time. It's, it's something that, that you know has got to be very, very difficult. But there's a peace that that person has because of a relationship with Jesus Christ. I've had a number of times, I know Pastor Brian, you have as well, and maybe some of the rest of you, where, where I have been with people who are on their deathbed, and sometimes with them as they leave this world and go to be with God. And there's a peace that's there sometimes that you just can't, like, wow, that, that, is, that is a peace that uh, I just I, I can't really fully get my, my head around. It's a peace that surpasses all human understanding. It doesn't make sense sometimes. And that might, you know, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you might not understand what I just said. It doesn't always make sense. There's times when there is a peace that can only come through the Holy Spirit living in our hearts and lives. 
and a, it's a peace that passes understanding. And like I said, I've been around many situations. Let me just share with you uh, briefly. Uh, when my mother was living with us, she was dying of cancer. And uh, she was, uh, had, had basically had pretty uh, easy periods uh, of time during all of that. But there was one day when, when Ann and I uh, went in because we could tell that she was having an issue and she was in her, in her bed and we went in there and um, we got there and she, just, she was trying to get out of the bed. And, and we both thought, well, she has to go to the bathroom and she's trying to get up to go to the bathroom. And we had one of those uh, sheets that's there, you know, for the purpose. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just said, Mom, it's okay, go ahead and go meaning go ahead and go to the bathroom. And my mother laid back on her back, closed her eyes, and peacefully died. And, and it was a, a peace that passes, doesn't make any sense. It's a peace that passes understanding. It was something that we witnessed, and it gave us peace as well as we're sitting there. You know, and we had called some others to come and be there with us, and, and, uh, but we had a peace that passes understanding. And my mother, I believe, had that same peace, and that's why when I gave her permission, Mom, it's okay to go, I, I didn't necessarily mean to leave us, but it was okay because I know that she was going to be better. But it gave a peace, and I can still picture that peace that we had there that day, uh, you never, you're never happy to have somebody that you love leave, uh, but on the other hand, when you know that they're going to a better place, there is that supernatural, special peace that comes uh, to you during that time. I'm so very grateful for that. As I was preparing, I, I uh, read a, in the Tinsdale uh, Dictionary, it says about peace, in the New Testament, this long-for peace is understood to as having come in Christ and can be experienced by believers. You and I, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can experience, you can have that peace that passes understanding. That other people in the world will not understand because they don't have that relationship. And it is a peace that is so amazing and so awesome and so we're, we're so grateful for. Well, First Peter 3, if you would turn there with me. First Peter 3, uh, verse 11. One of the things that this scripture teaches us is important for us to understand. Verse 11 of First Peter 3. Let him turn away from evil and do good. He's talking about those who would become believers. Let him seek peace and pursue it. We need to seek peace. We can't be those who are stirring up a lack of peace. We need to be those who are seeking peace. We find it first as the Holy Spirit comes into us and resides in us. We have that, that peace. But, but we also can seek or find peace in our lives, as we interact together as brothers and sisters in the Lord, as we, as we encourage one another. You know, one of the things that I, I just really love, you come here on a Sunday morning, and, and today it was so wonderful to see a choir 
up here singing for us. And we always love when we have our praise teams, they bless us. But today, just seeing more people and, 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 and being encouraged by that and uh, to have people come up and, and greet you and shake your hand and so glad to see you and I've missed you and all of those things that we can do as the body of Christ where we encourage one another and we, in, a, in a sense, we're bringing peace to those with whom we're interacting. And, and that's what it's talking about, seeking peace. We seek peace by, by going after it. We don't just kind of sit back and say, well, I'm going to, uh, oops, went too far. I'm going to just... Uh, uh, sit back and, and feel the chaos and the anger and the frustration that can come along. You know, I, I, I've shared with you before, um, Ann and I, uh, a number of uh, months ago, probably almost about a year ago probably, we, I would find myself, I'd be watching the evening news and I would get myself kind of agitated and worked up and was feeling some anger and frustration and so finally, we just decided we would turn off the national news. And we started doing something to replace it. We started reading the Bible together. We started reading, uh, at that time, uh, we, we just picked up and we started, I think it was about a year ago, because I think we started reading through Luke, beginning in chapter 1, and when, on the 25th, we will be, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 24th, I'm sorry. Yeah, 24th, we will be uh, in the verses talking about Christ's birth. But we, we got in the habit now of, of every evening when we're home, we open our Bibles and we read some scripture. And that, to me, is an example of seeking peace. When, when I would watch the news and I would get agitated and, and, and angry and frustrated, that's not peace. But when we started reading scripture and we started talking about it, and, and then we would just go out in, 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 in the dining room and play a game, and we just would get away from that. And to me, that's seeking peace. We're seeking a different way to get away from the things that are created this, creating this anger and frustration. I don't know what that example is for you. I don't know what that means for you to uh, pursue or seek peace. But whatever it is, I encourage you to do it because Scripture is very clear. It's something that we are encouraged and told to do here in 1 Peter. Well, now if you would turn with me to the third chapter of James. And uh, we are going to uh, look at uh, James 3, uh, verse 18. James 3.18 says, And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We, uh, as I said, you were to pursue, were to, to seek peace, and it brings a harvest. And what is that harvest? Well, oftentimes, if we are demonstrating and modeling peace in this lost and hurting world that we live in, People will be attracted to that and want that kind of peace that you have. They will be like, "Whoa, why is this person, why does they have such peace? And, you know, everything is chaotic. How, how are they staying calm? How are they having this peace? And it gives you an opportunity to bring a harvest uh, of righteousness to show them and demonstrate to them. And it's uh, sown 
in peace. In other words, we, we sow it as we plant it. You know, that's the word sown is planting a seed, right? We can plant a seed of peace with these people as we share with them about Jesus Christ. And as we talk to them and help them to understand that, yes, there are some things that are different about me during these times, and what that comes from, it comes from my relationship with Jesus Christ. And because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is filling me. And, and though it doesn't make sense to have this peace, I have a peace that passes understanding because of my relationship with Jesus Christ. And then we are to be those who are making peace. We have a choice to make. We can be those who are stirring up anger and frustration and irritation, or we can be those who are seeking and bringing peace to the world. In Matthew Henry's commentary, he says, May the purity, peace, gentleness, teachableness, and mercy shown in all actions and the fruits of righteousness abounding in our lives prove that God has bestowed upon us this excellent gift. Did, did you get that? In other words, as we are living with a peace, as we're demonstrating that peace, and as people are looking at that peace in our lives, they are seeing the demonstration of what peace really looks like. And they will want to seek it and pursue it as well. And that's our goal as Christians, is to help people to come to know and understand uh, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, one, one last uh, scripture here, um, Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, and uh, we're going to look at verse 14. It says, Strive for peace with everyone, for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. If we don't demonstrate peace as we fail to model and give an example of peaceful living, people will not recognize that we're different than them. Sometimes I find that uh, we get caught up in the anger and frustration in the world around us. I, I see things sometimes that, that Christians are saying and doing out there, and it's, all it's doing is driving other people away. They don't want to be like us. But if we are modeling that, showing that to everyone, it's going to draw them in rather than push them away. It's not always easy. You know, there's times when, when you get caught up in a conversation and, and, the, and, and the frustration and anger that can come from that can be overwhelming. But we're to pursue it. We're to work at it. We're to, righteous, we're, we're to, to demonstrate righteousness to everyone to strive, try to have peace. We, we have to decide what's more important, this topic or peace with God. That's a personal choice that we have to make every day. There's times when, when you might be with family or friends or, or people that you know, and, and the conversation goes in a direction, and, and you kind of get dragged down into that direction, and you don't even realize that something that you say or do is causing that other person 
to get angry or to get hurt or to whatever else. So what do you do about that? When you see that happen, you have to go to that person and you have to make it right. You have to go and apologize if there's an apology necessary. And if you've hurt somebody's feelings, an apology is necessary. Even if you totally disagree on a subject, it doesn't give us an excuse or a reason to go and abuse and hurt other people. Our purpose is to love all mankind according to what Jesus taught. And we have a choice. We have to strive and pursue the peace that passes understanding and help others to come to know what that is. How are you doing in this area? Do you have peace? Do you have a grace that you're demonstrating to others? I hope you are. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the hope and the promise that we have, for the peace that passes all understanding, a peace that to the world makes no sense to us even sometimes, Lord, when we're, we're in the middle of something and like, where does that peace come from? We know that that peace only comes from you. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that you live within us, that you are leading and guiding in our lives, that you are the one who helps us to find and pursue and seek that peace that can only come through a relationship with you. So thank you. Thank you, Lord, for sending your peace that passes understanding. Help us to model that peace to this lost and hurting world that so desperately, desperately needs it. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.